There's a solitary, humble, wooden structure on a windswept hill in rural New England. To open the door is to engage our minds, our hearts, and our imaginations. In this place, preachers and professors, past and present, come alive as they walk the aisle, ascend the pulpit stairs, and teach. From theology, from history, and from the Word of God, welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries. Friend, is the question on thy heart engraved? What shall I do to be forever saved? Lo, here's a living rock to build upon. Believe in Jesus and on him alone. For righteousness and strength thine anchor drop, renouncing all thy former legal hope. Believe, say thou? I can no more believe then keep the law of works, the do and live. True, and it were thy mercy, didst thou see, thine utter want of all ability. New covenant graces he alone can grant, whom God has given to be the covenant. E'en Jesus, whom the sacred letters call faith's object, author, finisher, and all. In him alone, not in thy act of faith, thy soul-believing full salvation hath. In this new covenant judge not faith to hold the room of perfect doing in the old. Faith is not given to be the federal price of other blessings or of paradise. But heaven, by giving this, stricks out a door at which is carried in still more and more. No sinner must upon his faith lay stress as if it were perfect righteousness. God ne'er assigned unto such a place. Tis but at best a bankrupt begging grace. Its object makes its fame to fly abroad, so close it grips the righteousness of God. Which righteousness received is, without strife, the true condition of eternal life. But still, say you, power to believe I miss. You may, but know you what believing is? Faith lies not in your building up a tower of some great action by your proper power. For heaven well knows that by the killing fall, no power, no will remains in man at all for acts divinely good, till sovereign grace by powerful drawing virtue turn the chase. Hence none believe in Jesus as they ought, till once they do believe, they can do not, nor are sufficient e'en to form a thought. They're conscious in the right believing hour of human weakness and of divine power. Faith acts not in the sense of strength and might, but in the sense of weakness acts outright. It is no boasting arm of power or length, but weakness acting on almighty strength. It is the powerless, helpless sinner's flight into the open arms of saving might. Tis an employing Jesus to do all that can within salvation's compass fall. 
to be the agent kind in everything, belonging to the prophet, priest, and king, to teach, to pardon, sanctify, and save, and nothing to the creature's power to leave. Faith makes us joyfully content that he, our head, our husband, and our all should be. Our righteousness and strength, our stock and store, our fund for food and raiment, grace and glory. It makes the creature down to nothing fall, content that Christ alone be all in all. The plan of grace is faith's delightful view, with which it closes both as good and true. Unto the truth, the mind's assent is full. Unto the good, a free consenting will. The Holy Spirit here, the agent chief, creates this faith and dashes unbelief. That very God who calls us to believe, the very faith he seeks, must also give. Why calls he then, say you? Pray, man, be wise. Why did he call dead Lazarus to rise? Because the orders in their bosom bear almighty power to make the carcass here. But heaven may not this mighty power display. Most true, yet still thou art obliged to obey. But God is not at all obliged to stretch his saving arm to such a sinful wretch. All who within salvation roles have place are saved by a prerogative of grace. But vessels all that shall with wrath be crammed are by an act of holy justice damned. Take then, dear soul, as from a friendly heart, the counsel which the following lines impart. Go, friend, and at Jehovah's footstool bow. Thou knowst not what a sovereign God may do. Confess, if he commiserate thy case, t'will be an act of powerful, sovereign grace. Sequestrate carefully some solemn hours to soothe thy grand concern in secret bowers. Then in the ensuing strain to God impart and pour into his bosom all thy heart. O glorious, gracious, powerful, sovereign Lord, thy help into a sinful worm afford, who from my wretched birth to this sad hour has still been destitute of will and power to close with glorious Christ, yea, filled with spite at thy fair darling and thy saint's delight, resisting all his grace with all my might. Come, Lord, and sap my enmity's strong tower. O haste the marriage day, the day of power, that sweetly, by resistless grace inclined, my once reluctant be a willing mind. Thou spakest to being, everything we see. When thy almighty will said, let it be. Nothing's to being in a moment pass. Let there be light, thou saidst. And so it was. A powerful word like this, a mighty call, must say, let there be faith, and then it shall. Thou seekst my faith and light from sin and guilt, 
Give what thou seekst, Lord, then seek what thou wilt. What good can issue from a root so ill? This heart of mine's a wicked lump of hell. Twill all thy common motions still resist, unless with special drawing virtue blessed. Thou calls, but with the call thy power convey. Command me to believe, and I'll obey. Nor any more thy gracious call gainsay. Command, O Lord, effectually command, and grant I be not able to withstand. Then powerless I will stretch the withered hand. I to thy favor can pretend no claim, but what is borrowed from thy glorious name, which though most justly thou mayest glorify. In damning such a guilty wretch as me, a kindling fitted for the burning fire of thine incensed everlasting ire. Yet, Lord, since now I hear thy glorious Son in favor of a race that was undone, did in thy name, by thy authority, once to the full stern justice satisfy, and paid more glorious tribute thereunto than hell and all his torments e'er can do? Since my salvation through his blood can rise, a revenue to justice highest praise, higher than rents which hell forever pays, these to tremendous justice never bring a satisfaction equal and condign. But Jesus, our once dying God, performs what never could by ever-dying worms. Since thus thy threatening law is honored more than e'er my sins affronted it before. Since justice stern may greater glory won by justifying in thy darling son than by condemning even the rebel me to this device of wisdom, lo, I flee. Let justice, Lord, according to thy will, be glorified with glory great and full. Not now in hell, where justice petty pay is but extorted parcels minced for I, but glorified in Christ, who down has told the total sum at once in liquid gold. In lowest hell, low praise is only one, but justice has the highest in thy Son, the Son of righteousness that set in red to show the glorious morning would succeed. In him, then, save thou me from sin and shame, and to the highest glorify thy name. Since this bright scene thy glories all express, and grace as empress reigns through righteousness, since mercy fair runs in a crimson flood, and vents through justice satisfying blood, not only then for mercy's sake I sue, but for the glory of thy justice too. And since each letter of thy name divine has in fair Jesus' face the brightest shine, this glorious husband be forever mine. On this strong argument, so sweet, so blessed, with thy allowance, Lord, I must insist. Great God, since thou allowest unworthy me to make thy glorious name my humble plea, no glory worthy of it wilt thou gain by casting me into the burning main. 
My feeble back can never suit the load that speaks thy name, a sin-revenging God. Scarce would that name seem a consuming fire upon a worm unworthy of thine ire. But see the worthy lamb, thy chosen priest, with justice's burning glass against his breast, contracting all the beams of revenging wrath, as in their center till he burnt to death. Vengeance can never be so much proclaimed by scattered beams among the millions damned. Then, Lord, in him me to the utmost save, and thou shalt glory to the highest have, glory to wisdom that contrived so well, glory to power that bore and buried hell, glory to holiness which sin defaced, with sinless service now divinely graced, glory to justice's sword that flaming stood, now drink to pleasure with atoning blood. Glory to truth that now in scarlet clad has sealed both threats and promises with red. Glory to mercy now in purple streams so sweetly gliding through the divine flames of other once offended now exalted names. Each attribute conspires with joint embrace to show its sparkling rays in Jesus' face and thus to deck the crown of matchless grace. But to thy name in hell ne'er can accrue the thousandth part of this great revenue. O ravishing contrivance, light that blinds, cherubic gazers and seraphic minds, they pry into the deep and love to learn what yet should vastly more be my concern. Lord, once my hope most reasonless could dream of heaven without regard to thy great name. But here is laid my lasting hope to found a highly rational, a lasting ground. Tis reasonable. I expect thou wilt take the way that most will for thine honor make. Is this the plan? Lord, let me build my claim to life on this high glory of thy name. Nor let my faithless heart or think or say that all this glory shall be thrown away in my perdition, which will never raise to thy great name so vast a rent of praise. O oh, then a rebel into favor take. Lord, shield and save me for thy glory's sake. My endless ruin is not worth the cost that so much glory be forever lost. I'll, of the greatest sinner, bear the shame to bring the greatest honor to thy name. Small loss, though I should perish endless days, but thousand pities grace should lose the praise. O oh, hear, Jehovah, get the glory then, and to my supplication say, Amen. from the poetical works of the Reverend and Learned Ralph Erskine, published in 1858.
Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.